And welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Jason Amon. And I'm Mark Campbell. You might remember... Cut that out. You... (laughs) No way, man. (laughs) Hey, you might know us uh, as guests on the Indiana Jones Minute Podcast, where we talked about the waterfalls of crystal skull anyway Mm -hmm. we are on to minute 117 the last minute we left our heroes were riding heroically into town this minute starts with our heroes riding heroically into town uh let's take it away mark what do you have to say about minute 117 you know they ride heroically into town and they are heroes so they do ride heroically (laughs) they sure do as heroes who ride are you know prone to do uh, you can use a noun and the adverb that match it's fine it's fine it's grammatically fine so mal gives uh mal gives Peyton a look before they take off uh, emmett and jake take off first because you know jake wants to go get them um and uh you know gives him a nod says good luck i guess this is mal kind of accepting Peyton back into the fold because you know payton has been working for Cobb and didn't really trust him and you know, after, you know, what happened behind the barn or what happened to the church actually a few minutes ago. Um, so yeah, it's a nice little moment. They're all, they're all friends again. You know, they can trust each other. They're all here for the same purpose. No, they ride together. They die together. Bad boys for life. I love them. I love yeah, them all. They... These All four, all four of these guys, they're perfect casting, perfect characters. I love them. They're wonderful. So I'm trying to think of like, uh, um, and I'm going to babble here for a second because please there's, babble on. There's, well, there's about a 20 second shot of them riding off towards Silverado, um, which is it's a beautiful shot. I mean, you know, Augie pops up just to, you know, see them off and they ride off towards Silverado across the valley. And it's a great shot, but it lasts 20 seconds. So I'm going to uh, talk here. Um was anybody at this point, I mean, Kasdan, obviously we know his involvement with the, you know, Raiders and Star Wars or, you know, all those movies, franchises, but, um, and had directed The Big Chill. Um, and but, Body Heat, don't forget Body Heat. Body Heat, I just, I, I watched Body Heat recently. So that's did a, I, very erotic a, film. That's a, that's a great film. It is. Um, but how big of a star of our four, obviously Kevin Costner, he's he's like heading towards a breakout role in this. And it's not that this film was like some massive box office success, but I think it was a successful film and it and it seems to have, you know, its reputation has stayed with it. It's lived on as a, you know, a great film. And as a lot of these people kind of as younger actors, but and that is my that's hold for, hold for phone. Hold for phone. Yes. Um, but were any of our four, were any of them kind of like, uh, you know, at this point, um, shall we say, uh, above above the title actors? Um, hmm. Well, Klein gets first billing, right? Yeah. And, and he Scott was in Glenn. the big chill. 
Kevin yeah. Klein was in the big chill. I mean, right. Costner was cut out basically of the big chill. That's true. Well, I'm um, gonna, okay. I'm going to lay a little context for our listeners here. Um, Mark and I are, have a, have a, about a 15 year age uh, difference between us. So Mark was a, yeah. a young man when this movie came out and I was, uh, I was, I was an infant was, of one years old. I was so, barely, I was a teen. I was barely a teen. So as far as who was the bigger star, I would only know from, you know, anecdotes of stuff I read. But Mark, you were there. You were there. You you were there when Scott Glenn broke out into the scene of, in the right stuff. Am I got that right? He was in the right stuff. That is correct. He was in the right stuff. Um, and he was in the keep. But I mean, he, I mean, but it seems like people never, you know, I've always thought of scott glenn as a little bit more of a character actor he did headline a few movies there's man on fire and and man on fire um you know (laughs) and you know he wasn't really the star of the keep but he was you know in the keep and he was kind of the central hero um so to speak uh what about kevin klein you said the big chill big chill i'm trying to think of without looking at the internet any sort of kevin klein that happened I know. this is before this. fish called wanda a couple of years before that yeah I, know that. I think that was 88 this is 85 um hmm. yeah so, so he kind of took off what about know, I think, uh glover was this before or after color purple this that is a good question uh around the same time or i think i actually i think color purple came out the same year but at the end of the year and this was in the summer and okay. people are throwing their phones down because we're probably completely wrong. One thing I do know about Glover is he had, you know, a, a small part in the film Witness. That's right. That, Same year, 85, right? I believe, yeah, I, I think it was L.A. because it was part of the Oscars that year. So I think it it um, it probably had its L.A. New York debut um, in 84 in big markets. And then it came out in, you know, January or February of 85 in general release, I believe. So would you say 85 was the year of Danny Glover? I think Danny Glover, this, yeah, he, he had quite a year this year, but I can't, I, I'm trying to picture any other Danny Glover before this. Um, yeah. So then, you know, a couple of years after this, he's doing Lethal Weapon. That's right. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. Great cast. Fantastic great cast. cast. Yeah. Um, we never really so, came, you know, we never had a, no, we never settled on who, who was the bigger star of the time. But I, I, I guess after all this talk, we'll, we'll just say Kevin Klein, right? That who, oh, the biggest star of this film is, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, because he was in the big chill. Uh, seems like he's had a leading man role. So oh, he's, okay. yeah, so he's, he's, he's headlining this. But I would say that, you know, all four of them, you know, after, you know, well, I'd say sadly Scott Glenn kind of remained a character actor, but you know, the other three, the other three have, you know, you know, got propelled into superstardom. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. well, I'm going to put my hat in for uh, Kevin Klein because we share the same birthday, October 24th. You do. Did you know that I, Russell Crowe and I have the same birthday? I did know because I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Oh, if you hear if you hear a dog barking, I think the male is here. Um, all right, so these guys, these guys, these these four up and coming actors, right off into town, 
And Augie watches them go. They ride in, and now we're in the interior of a hidden away storage shed where we have Ray and Stella tending to Ray and saying she's going to go get the doctor. Um, Ray should have been mortally wounded, at, you know, in that when she was shot at that range. Don't wouldn't you think, Jason? Point blank range gut shot. From from what I've always heard, gut shots are a pretty nasty business, uh, and, and I pretty guarantee, much guarantee that in the old west that that would be a death sentence. I I would think. I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, and I wasn't mm-hmm. there, but you know, you'd think, right? Mm-hmm. You think? I mean, she, she looks like she just has a high fever right now, which I'm sure she yeah. does. But sepsis should be, you know, setting in very momentarily. She should be dead. Yes. <laughs> but we're, we're happy she's not, you know. We want, right. to, we want a reunion between her and her brother, don't we? You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's a happy ending for all. Um, I must say, like, maybe it's just watching these minute by minute and just, like, focusing on our minutes. But the... The interior, like anything shot interiorly to me, uh, it, it, I mean, it looks fine, but just jumping from that beautiful wide of Augie watching the four riders right into Silverado and then just jumping to an interior shot like we do, it, it's kind of jarring almost, but maybe that's just from just overwatching the scene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just looking around the front. Yeah, and it, you know, some of the interiors are fantastic in this film, like the saloon at night, any of the smoke-sealed filled saloon scenes you know this i i think this shot doesn't really have anything kind of particularly no, memorable about it it's um, a very it's a very uninteresting shot i'd say yeah but uh, you know that is that a window frame hanging in the background there's it's it's definitely a storage shed they're they're storing stuff in here and they got, um, a, they got a mirror they got a window frame they got some maybe some loose bits of twine or rope or something it looks like but you know, she i mean it's, she it's said, a set now she, you know, Stella said in an earlier minute, she said that she, 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 you know, had a, I think she said she had a hiding spot where nobody would find her or something like that. Now <laughs> there's, there's only so many buildings in Silverado and then attached to the saloon. Um, you know, there's a storage shed out back. Why would they avoid looking in the storage shed if they're looking for Ray? Well, Mark, it's the old west. Back in the old west, uh, a man's storage shed was his business. <laughs> but at least it, it's a rather spacious storage shed because it has that, you know, has a bookcase and she walks, I guess the door is around behind the bookcase. Um, there's hanging chairs. There's chairs hanging upside down. Hanging chairs. There's looks like a grandfather clock. This is a quite a, it, quite a stacked storage shed i must say they're they're storing they're storing a dying person in it too <laughs> they sure are um so she goes off to get the doctor and i love linda hunt she's great she I, is wonderful where'd she okay so let's see let's just uh talk about linda hunt for a minute she mm-hmm. started off in the year of living dangerously right that's where she broke out Peter Weir, yes, which I believe was released in 82, but maybe had a more general release in 83. Um, I think she, she was won, nominated. No, she won she, an Oscar for that. She playing for, Billy Kwan. The, she, mm-hmm. It was very, very fascinating. Very ahead of its time. She won an Best Supporting Actress Oscar for playing a man. Well, yes. I think it was interesting casting, but it worked very well. 
it worked. I haven't seen that movie in ages. I, oh, I me neither. Yeah. Literally but, remember nothing about it, but, um, but I think everybody will remember Linda Hunt in Dune, one of the oh. greatest, greatest train wreck films made of all time, which I absolutely love. And we're talking, of course, about 1984's David Lynch Dune. A beautiful film. Wonderful. A beautiful film. It's a wonderful film. Wonderful. Um, I love it. I, I, it's a very, it, that's a childhood film for me that I, I'll always fight for. Oh, right. I, I, I will, I will defend that movie any day, any day. And I like the new Dune too. It's nice. Oh to yeah. Have new Dune's great too. Two different flavors. Um, yeah, interesting actress. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything beyond the '80s that I remember her being, and I'm sure she's, you know, she she's was in, uh, well, like this, like 1990 or 91, but Kindergarten Cop. She was the principal. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I, I remember being at my parents a few years ago, and they have regular cable or basic, basic cable, and I turned on one of those, maybe. NCIS shows or one of those types of shows and she was on it I looked her and I was like oh my god it's Linda Hunt I had I didn't know she was still around and I guess she is a regular on one of those NCIS I think it's an NCIS show could be a JAG could be a CIS I or CSI I I get those all mixed up I've never actually watched a full episode of any of them actually sounds like sounds like a a Thursday night on CBS that something I yeah pretty much but yeah she's working that's good yeah she's good for her Good for her, um, and uh, and I I genuinely love the chemistry between her and Peyton. It's an odd couple sort of relationship, but um, you know it's very sweet. It's a very sweet relationship they got going on. You don't see it's not something you you would expect in a movie like this. Yeah, he has he has genuine affection for her, and they they you know they share their love of the saloon. Um, you know, it's her life and and it's it's his it's his happy place yeah so they're they, you know they're a match they're they're good they're good pals they're good friends they're business um, partners business partners i mean who knows could it could it become something more jason wonderful lovers and silverado too um he does stay behind to be the sheriff with her he, yes he does yes he does um okay so she heads out she hurries off and then obviously, uh, oh, then here then, comes Slick. Ooh, a beautiful, beautiful man, Slick, yeah. comes slinking around. I love him. Oh, so yeah. So he gives a rather, a rather unthorough exam of uh, Ray's room to make sure she's not in there. It lasts about a half a second. Um, is Jeff Goldblum one of the more unlikely people you'd ever think you'd see in a western? interesting question i never really considered that but mm, no i mean he, he works in this role i i think specific types of roles i i couldn't see him ever being uh a, an emmett or a jake mm-hmm. or a payton or yeah. a mal he's a fan- i see him being a slick he's a slick he's a slick he's a fancy gambler and he's, yeah. he's got fantastic hair and sideburns in this yeah and he's, he's dashing and creepy he's, yeah that's, he does have slick. a little creep. A definitely has a little creep factor. I've, I've wondered why, you know, Ray trusted him. You know why, like you know, he's definitely you know on Cobb's side of things. So I don't know why anybody would trust him in this. But you know, he's shady. He's super shady. I I could have gone for a little bit more slick in this movie, to be honest. I'm sorry. Go, go say again. I could have gone for more Goldblum in this movie. Yeah. No. 
but you know it's an ensemble piece so it you is know, i get a little bit of everybody um, and another big chill actor another big chill actor lawrence Kasdan likes to uh stick with the people uh he likes why isn't william hurt in this movie that's a good question if william hurt was in this if, if william hurt was in this movie who would he be Hayden. he would be he'd be <laughs> i think he's i think kevin costner actually now that i'm thinking about this kevin costner kind of plays Peyton like a like william hurt william hurt's a very kind of subdued you mean kevin actor klein. You mean yeah kevin, kevin klein. klein yes kevin yeah. do Ke- oh do you think they had problems on set two kevins oh, oh yeah maybe um but I don't think I don't think uh, William Hurt would have given kind of the warmth and humor that uh, Klein did, which is you know his is very subtle. He's a very different kind of old west cowboy guy. I think he could play a pretty good Emmett, but he doesn't have the mm-hmm. worn face like Scott Glenn does, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't feel him a threat. Although you know, if you watch Body Heat when he's jogging Oof. in those those shorts, you know he's he can be a buff guy. He can be a yeah be a tough guy they should just have the whole cast of the big chill in this movie yeah they just it's like a traveling on <laughs> acting that's, ensemble that's, that's lawrence Kasdan's mercury theater <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh. that's actually so if you count costner that's three big chill actors in this film right? that is true any, any, we, any Kevin costner's hands were in the big chill they were and he had other scenes that were shot but cut uh, i guess yeah. either flashback or pre-suicide um the pre-title sequence where he slits his wrists yes um uh so he's prowling around looks out the window and uh he sees stella leaving the very well-built storage shed it even has a little light off to the side a little barrel um it when you are watching this by minute it is a little you know the sets are kind of they like the side of the building where he is doesn't seem i mean maybe it is a freshly built building but it doesn't look like it's out in the middle of the desert it looks like it just came from home depot yes it does it's very clean very clean and not weathered at all yeah could be a new place though you never know maybe they just you know maybe maybe Cobb put some money in the place and just you know did it up um yeah so there's the storage shed he never thought to look in there until he saw linda hunt coming out well, as I said before, it's the old West and a man's storage shed was a private business, you know? Yeah. So he, he scurries down and uh, our minute ends with uh, with uh, with Slick about to head down the stairs uh, to his ultimate demise, which might, no, might be... No, Slick, no. Oh, I'm I sorry. I, 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 really, I really hope I didn't spoil that. That's oh. an interesting... Look at that, that lamp up up to the right of the door it's kind of got a little wind sort of in enclosure so i've never seen anything like that before we'll see you can have an outdoor gas lamp very clever very clever indeed do so does somebody every day have to go around and light every single lamp i'm pretty sure that was an actual job at around this time Mm -hmm. in big cities too that was that was a, a real profession a trade you're probably in a union well, I'm thinking, of, you know, old London streets where they're lighting all the lamps going down the street. But, you know, like, you know, it's being a real pain in the pain in the neck to have to like, oh, I got to I got to go light that lamp out by the back door. Hey. I got to remember to turn it off. Um, so, well, I'm looking forward to some more slick coming up. Do you have anything more you uh, want to say about this minute? I think we covered 
all the bases of this minute. And, you know, we got some good William Hurt talking too. So I'm, I'm pretty content. Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to take us out of this? Oh, yes. Uh, you can, uh, a little bit, uh, you can cut around this. Yeah. Oops. you're <laughs> No, I, that, that takes work, man. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Explain that listener. Okay. Right. You're not five. supposed to read that part, Jason. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to Minute 117 of the Silverado Minute podcast. Listeners can find the Silverado podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, silveradominute.com. Also, if you want to get involved with the social media that's available at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Saloon on Facebook, and on Twitter at Silverado MXM. I'm guessing that's minute by minute. Very good. You got that right. All right. So, listeners, thank you for joining us and join us here next time on the Silverado Minute. Uh, Can I redo that one? No, no, we're not redoing anything. Oh, no. This, this, this This is real, man. This is real. Yeah, join us next time. That'd be a uh, minute one eighteen. And there's oh, one more thing you're supposed to say. Okay, I'm I'm take two. Sorry. All right, and join us next time on the Silverado Minute podcast. Mark, would you like to take us out with a good old fashioned yeehaw? I would. I'll try it now. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> Bye, everybody.